Horror Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the On The Slab Horror Show, the show that we bring to you each and every Friday night. Gents, why do we do this on a Friday night? Friday night is horror night. Absolutely. Yeah! Friday night is horror night. Well, actually, every night's horror night. And especially for me this year so far, it's been all horror all the time. (laughs) Um, But tonight is the biggest horror release of the year so far. And what looks to be maybe the biggest horror release of the year. Yeah. We, All um, things considered, yeah. Yeah, it's hard to tell. Like, it up there. It'll be very hard to tell because you, you'll have something that comes out, you know, near December or something like Pearl yeah. and stuff are technically only coming out this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I would it's, still say this is bigger than Pearl. Yeah, as, yeah. as good as X was, I think this is still bigger. Well, it's than, got the name. And yeah, I mean... I don't think X had a did X have a cinematic release over here. Over here. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it right, was really okay. awkward. Super awkward. <laughs> oh yeah, you yeah, remember you? Super <laughs> awkward. On, um, but uh, if you can't imagine by the sly little scary movie face behind the king there, or the new statue faces behind the tombstone there, yeah, it is Scream Six. But first, the crew are here. Well. Most of us. <laughs> you are not uh, alone. Seventy-five percent alone, baby. <laughs> uh, King, how are you? I'm good, my man. I've been really looking forward to reviewing this, um, and I know it's a big one for Ted, so I'm delighted that he's on with us tonight as well. Like so. And then the tombstone. Welcome back, yeah. sir. It's been a while. It's been a while now, yeah. Uh, there was no way I was missing this. I said it when we did uh, the review of Scream Five last year. Mm. There's, there was no way you were getting a scream one done without me. This is this is this was the one that I very early on. A lot of people have jumped onto the scream bandwagon of oh it is the best franchise. I've been on the bandwagon since the first time I saw the first one. This is yeah. this was the best franchise. This is my favorite in terms of slashers. Nothing for me comes uh, close. Like none of, none of the other slashers come close in terms of franchise. Um, so when Greg said to me yeah we'll be doing Scream 6 I said yeah well give me the time because I'll be I'll be on um, but I'll for anyone it, it would feel wrong without you in fairness you know? yeah anyone that is planning to go any further than this this isn't spoiler free we are going to be talking openly about the film if you haven't seen it and you listen to this don't fucking come to me. <laughs> you spoiled it. Yeah, fucking well, spoil we, it because this we, is a fucking film review of the film. And I'm telling you now that we're going to discuss the film. So it's, it's, go any further. That's your own fucking problem. Yeah, so if you if you haven't seen it yet, turn off for now. And then when you've seen it, come back and watch your review because we always give you, great reviews, don't you, we, Ted? You can uh, say the complaints. We do. We give box. fair reviews. That's the best reviews, except for, the, of course... Texas Chainsaw Massacre. No, that's, no, but that's, you see, that's, that's we gave that a fair review. Yeah, see, that's the difference. It, it, that's between a great review and a fair review. When someone says they give something a great review, that means they've rated it very highly. That's not necessarily what happens here. We rate things as we feel, as we see them, uh, whether that's good or bad, and that's what I mean by they're great yeah. reviews in that sense. But a fair review is the cleaner way of describing that, I so mean, everyone I mean, doesn't let, think they'll always say it's great. Let's be fair. I done a review that ended up not coming out because uh, yeah things weren't to a liking <laughs> yeah so I, do, I do tell it like it is lads and everybody knows it yeah you do um, and that's why we love you Greggy that's why we love you but right lads Scream 6 biggest movie of the year so far for me Um, biggest movie the, probably the biggest movie of the year really <clears throat> yeah well, for, for us three anyway absolutely uh, I suppose Ant-Man is going to be up there as well for oh, people well, that in are terms big of... into Marvel but in terms of horror yeah, yeah this is probably the the biggest name valued one to come out so far yeah it's a long way to go I think Pearl actually Pearl is out soon Pearl's out later this month Cocaine Bear came out earlier I, still, I, I can't wait to see that <laughs> uh, we may wait to see that during the day actually <laughs> Is it knocking the wood? No, knocking knock the, the cabin. Oh, knocking knock the, the cabin. cabin. Haven't haven't seen it yet. Uh, yeah. But well, that's another one. Isn't it? 
I'm hearing mixed reviews about that one, but... That's kind um, of always the way, says, isn't it? Oh, Winnie the Pooh comes says, out this year as well. Yeah, that's that got its cinematic release, I think, a week ago Yeah. in the UK. And I think it's next week that we get it. Yeah. Um, and obviously a big shout out to uh, the crew of Winnie the Pooh, obviously Natasha and Craig, uh, friends of the show. Um, Sorry, lads, I've just done a quick look up here of uh, a horror films slated to come out in 2023 saw 10 saw 10 which i think is i think that's actually going to be very good because it's their 10th in the franchise which is insane to go on out for you. how many they've pumped out um uh one i'm not happy about the meg too because the meg was shit so yeah. how it got a second one is I, beyond i me. don't think the meg was shit it just well it wasn't very hard to do uh a good <laughs> shark movie that's just it. Like, well, don't get me wrong. I didn't think like when I heard Jason Statham was going to be in it, I was like, Egh. yeah. No, it's, it's a fucking megalodon film. It's not a, only a, a shark. Like, so, like, you know, like so that's something that huge is going to cause problems. I think you know. I, I guess I think, my issue is that like Jaws, obviously top top of the list of those type of films. Yeah. Mm. But the fact that Deep Blue Sea is probably still the second best shark film I've seen. Uh, yeah. Excluding things like Sharknado, which <laughs> cinematically aren't great, but I love Sharknado because the entire concept is just insanely funny to Bonkers. me. Bonkers. <laughs> yeah, like I love how out there it is. Do you know what I mean? But in terms of actual film, yeah. So it kind of it's worrying that something like, you know, the Meg wasn't able to get past Deep Blue Sea. I don't think anything is going to surpass Jaws. But, no, never. Yeah. Never. Uh, well, I'll never say never because there's always a chance, but I, I just. I it'll will. Be, I will say never. So will in I. my lifetime, I will say never. Yeah. Yeah, and like you could be right, but I, I'll never say never that something won't be, like that'll never be better than that. But the fact that nothing has been better than even Deeply Sea yet has been worrisome for shark films. So so you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's always a chance that something's going to be good, but uh, I, I don't think we're going to see anything better than Jaws. Obviously, then, for myself, you can see by my cap, Mute Letter 2 is coming out this year as well. Yeah, another big um, one. And then there's one new interesting one that looks really good. I don't know if any of you have seen Last Shift. It was a movie that came out a couple of years ago. Um, about, uh, no. I remember wanting to, want to, want to see it, but I haven't seen it yet. So she takes a shift, her last shift as a cop in the place where her dad has his last shift and like all hell breaks loose but a uh, friend of the show and former guest Cheney Morrow stars in what is the new reimagining of uh, Last Shift which is only a couple of years old in Malum and it looks proper fucking vicious okay um... maybe Cheney can get us an old screener <laughs> <laughs> yeah no they're shout they're, they're out just... to the lad <laughs> There does seem to be a couple of decent films, horror films coming out, uh, or at least ones that I'm willing to give a chance to. Like Infinity Pool is another one that's coming out uh, that I haven't heard much about, but it's Mia Goth. Mia Goth and Alex Skarsgård. Alex Skarsgård. Hearing really good things about that. That's what I mean. I'm willing to give that a good chance. Do you know what I mean? It's coming across the same way that Skinnamarink did, though. People are loving it, but they're hating it. Yeah, it's terrible. I watched 15 minutes and turned it off. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, I haven't seen it yet. So it, I was... If anyone oh. watching this likes it, uh, fair play to you. But I got 15 minutes and uh, superstar Carl Grasso had texted me beforehand and was like, don't watch it. Don't watch it. It's he terrible. said that to you, did he? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't listen, Carl. I didn't listen. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, at least you only took 10 minutes out of our 15, whatever. Like... But, right. We're getting sidetracked here. Yeah. Shall we get into it, gents? Absolutely. Yeah, as well. What did we think? I think Tombstone should go first. Um, yeah. So when I left the cinema, I don't. I, I, me and Greg went to see this together, and when I left the cinema, I said this might actually be the lowest on the list for me. All right. But on reflection and thinking back to it and it, I, I really want to go and see it again so I actually might go see it again 
um, because it's going to be a while before it's out, um, you know, online or anything. Um, but on when I think back to it, I'm like, no, I really liked some of the kills. Like they were really fucking brutal. Vicious. Yeah, like the some of the kills were really brutal. Um, the story, I actually quite liked the story. I think my my disappointment came from the final act, sort of. In that I felt the story that they went with of the three killers, and I think I actually said it on the the last show of this, You've is said, something uh, you said I, it on a few occasions. Yeah, I I don't know if I've said it on here, but I've definitely said it on a few occasions to the boys. That that's always the way I thought it should have gone, but I always thought that it should have come, and it should have been Sue, Sue. as the mastermind behind these two puppets that he's had, um, and they went with that, but obviously. It wasn't Stu. It was um, the dad of the boyfriend from Scream 5, which, fine, I guess. It was, it was but... a safe play, really, wasn't it? Yeah, and like, listen, uh, and that maybe is tainted to me because I've always wanted it to be Stu, and I keep wanting Matthew Lillard to come back, but he's kind of said that he's not going to come back, and maybe I just need to get over that. Maybe I just need to accept that Matthew Lillard isn't coming back to Scream, and, you know, he, he doesn't need to. He doesn't need to. Um, but... Wouldn't it be a nice and, and wouldn't it be a nice loose end to tie up that, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's one of the few loose ends out there. Um, that people so... get behind as well, actually. Yeah, and I thought this would have been a nice way to, you know, I don't think he should, like, he shouldn't have been the police officer because obviously that's too obvious. If if you know that's Matthew Lillard, of course they should recognise him and go, hang on, you're Stu Mocker, like you 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 were one of the original killers, so. Uh, what I said to Greg was I I felt that the police officer should have been, you know, instead of being like, it's fine for him to be the dad of the boyfriend from the fifth one, mm. but it he should have been in some way related to Stu, like a cousin or something. And then his two kids, Stu tricks them and goes, your brother was killed. She killed your brother. And he was the mastermind doing it the whole time. Mm. And that the dad was still actually just a generic cop. And that way you can kill the dad off a little bit earlier in the film uh, uh, or have the dad be the one that went there with them instead of it be um, Kirby Yeah. have the dad go in have them kill the dad and then you're like oh shit uh, now, they're, now they're trapped in there uh, and where's Kirby like she's like was Kirby the involved in this you know because she was from four and we never really heard from her again for what we're assuming is about 20 years yeah I, uh, yeah, 12 or whatever years, you know what I mean? So it's kind of, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, she could be involved in it. But, uh, they didn't go that way, and I think that disappointed me. But then as I've sat and reflected on it, I'm like, that's just my own personal bias of what I wanted. And yeah. that's not fair. It's not fair to judge the film because it's not exactly the way I wanted it. And overall, it is very good. I don't think people were talking about this might be better than one. It's not better than one. It's not better than five, and it's not better than two. So I actually think it's about middle of the pack. Um, and the thing is, even if it was last, I, I still don't think it was bad. And it's the same, like I have three currently at the bottom of my list. And I don't think three is bad. I really enjoy three. It's just, you know, when you're doing a list of them, Raven, Raven, something Raven has to be to there. a little bit with... Um, the comedy. With the times when it yeah, was coming and out. I, I didn't like that it was one killer in three. That's the one thing. Like, that's yeah. one thing I really didn't like about three. Um, but that's fine um so it, it may or may not still stay at the bottom for me after time to watch it and you know rethink about it again but overall it's it's not as bad as i thought but it's not the film that people were hyping it up to be before it came out it's it's just it's not um king yeah um so yeah going in i mean looking at what we'd seen on the the uh trailers Ghostface, and like as I, I've said this to the boys, of course, we've we've discussed this at great length because we've all been dying to see this film so yeah. much. But um, so we went to see it with Kerry because she's like Scream is her favorite franchise, which is I think is brilliant, you know. And uh, I agree with her actually; it's the best franchise in terms of quality and consistency. But anyway, so you see Ghostface, and like that, that, that first scene in the in the the, the shop. Where he's fucking your man up and he gets the gun and all that, man. 
I'm thinking yeah, this that, is uh, a that this, is, fucking yeah. savage, this is a badass fucking ghost face that I can get behind and believe. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going along with this and I'm thinking, yeah, so it has to be somebody who has some sort of physical training or something, right? But knows everything. And of course, for early, enough, early enough on, I, I kind of assumed it was the dad, but I would have been happy if it was, you now I know you're not into the, the one killer thing, Ted, but... If it had just been the dad on his own, I would have been I would have been like, well, okay, fair enough. Because he's doing all these physical things. The way he jumps over the fucking chair. Like yeah. in one go. I'm not gonna I'm not believing that, that little young one, Quinn, is doing that. And I know maybe she wasn't that uh, in that particular point. But even I'm not believing the her being as vicious as Ghostface was, you know? So in terms of overall, yeah, I enjoyed the film. But like yourself, Ted, I think the tour act let me down from the reveal, you know? Uh, yeah, so, like, it's just a pity because I'm not believing those two kids are going to be able to fuck people up the way that Ghostface did because the kills were just sublime. They were sublime, you know? The one, um, the one that gets me was the the whole one with Gail. So, obviously, <clears> they're <throat> in the park trying to catch him. The dad is with them. They yeah. leave the dad behind, steal his car. So you know it's not the dad that's in Gail's house, right? The brother is far, far too skinny to pick up Gail's boyfriend and throw him through a bookcase. Yeah. Far too skinny. And it's definitely not the girl that does it. So it doesn't make any sense, some of it, uh, in terms of the kills. Don't get me wrong, that Gail chase fight scene oh. was fantastic. It was yeah. brilliant. Now I will say that I think all of the films have been guilty of doing that, yeah. Of yeah. making the killer a bit too strong for what Apart he should be able to do. Apart from the first one. Apart from the first yeah. one. Like they did it in five and they've done it again. And yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Why why do it again? Like, you know. Unfortunately yeah. it seems to be like we we obviously surmise that the shop scene is the dad. Yeah. Because yeah. obviously the brother and the sister are upstairs when they walk down mm. yes so that has to be the dad which is fine you understand that stabbing your man in the neck taking the gun shooting your man in the face that looks like someone that's handled a gun far too often yeah yeah definitely um, but some of it just okay was a bit random and then we've seen it throughout the screen printers and it's probably the worst mistake they make in it in yeah. all of them or the worst mistake they make is the fact of how clumsy he is doesn't matter. This, I understand if it's one person that's clumsy, mm. but this has been nine different people now, or ten different people. And you know what? I think that's a... I don't know if you'll agree with me on this, Ted. I think that's a little bit of a... What would you say? Like a comfort thing for Scream fans. Like, the, this ghost face is always clumsy. He's always able to get smacked in the face or punched or whatever, like, you know? I, I, think, it, I think it adds a little bit more realism to it, because yeah. you have to keep in mind, this is a guy who's running around in what's essentially a huge robe right so it is going to get in the way of your running and stuff and he is always chasing people and the people are always you know and i know it's usually like small things but like honestly try and run after someone and have them knock something down in front of you you do either have to stop or jump over it like you do have to rearrange so i do buy the whole you know oh it's very easy to for them to trip over or to get caught with something and there's obviously a confidence there, you know, like they truly believe that they're like unstoppable. So I don't mind that too much. Um, I can't imagine the, the, the vision out through the ghost face eyes. Yeah, I can't it's imagine it's great either. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I accept the whole clumsiness and, you know, getting tripped up. And they never make, other than the fact that they always seem to be able to throw the kind of nobody characters around, like Gail's boyfriend, who is a big guy. Like it is a bit silly that you know Gail's character shouldn't be able to do that and then like even in 5 Dewey she like kind of lifts him off the ground and it has to be the the girl in 5 because obviously um, Richie's standing there so it can't be Richie um, so things like that are a little bit inconsistent but again it's Hollywood it's films there's meant to be a little bit of like like unrealistic stuff that's happening but the rest of the kills I think were very good like the the dad is obviously you know I think we're all accepting that the dad is the one in the shop. Yeah. Um, could could you imagine one... though? Sorry, Ted. If could you imagine if they if the, the the studios just actually 
thought about that for a second and yeah. did kills that made it look like it was Quinn or it was the brother. Well, that, know, that's, what, you, I was, that's yeah. what I was going to come on to here. So the, <laughs> the next kill I think we see is the is the girlfriend up in the up in it's, their room. It's Quinn herself. No, we don't see Quinn really get well. Yeah, she she doesn't get killed, but you know, basically well, she the, does. The, yeah, she gets thrown out the door with her fucking throat slit. Yeah, but you know, it, it can't be her that does it. So it has to be the brother, right? Yeah, it has to be the brother. Yeah, has to be the brother, and that's where I think they did it well because when they did the the next actual person to get killed, well, Quinn's boyfriend or whatever, he's dead in the bathroom, right? Um. Oh, yeah, he's all sorts of fucked up. Yeah, he's all sorts of fucked up. He's dead. But the next kill we see is the... Um, the ladder. The ladder. And what I liked there is that, you know, he didn't just go, yep, yeah, tip it over. It was a struggle for him. You know, he struggled to, to tip that ladder, even though the person on it was quite weak and stuff. And so they yeah. did play into the fact that he's not insanely strong there. You know, there was work put into that kill. Now, the one thing I, I took from that was he was being as much as it looked like he was working as well he was being sadistic with it pretending yeah. to tip it because all he had to do was just push that in an essence yes if you just push it right but the the issue I think and I actually was glad that they didn't do that because if you just push it off the thing right to push it off you need to be pushing it further into the room that the other guys are in so you're actually pushing her closer to the room that she's trying to get to and if you do that, when it falls off your end, you've got three other people over there. If those three people grab and brace the ladder, they'll be able to hold it until she and like just pull her in. Do you know what I mean? So mm. I do. I'm glad they didn't go with that. I do think there was a bit of like sadism to him of him jostling it to kind of oh, is she going to make it? Is she going to make I it? I like that. I thought that was kill actually. <laughs> but that that kill is brutal. And actually, we missed out on two kills because they're. Or three the kills. First, the first two were just... The first one on Samara Weaving, which is very reminiscent of the original Scream. You know, they yeah, got a big, oh, yeah. a big name actress in, and they were just like, you're here literally just to get killed, which was great. Um, and then they have... Uh, Tony Arioli. And they just have him get killed as well. I thought that was very good, because when, we, when I went to see it, I was like, oh, please don't go down the route of we know who the killer is from the start. Please don't go down that route, because part of the part of Scream is the who done it thing. I don't want to know who from the start. So I liked that they kind of tricked me with that and then we're like, nope, he's dead as well. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, um, Samara even got a rough one. Yeah. Um, and I love the fact that they played off that she was a movie buff. She's a movie horror movie professor and got caught with the yeah with it. Um, I think there was some really fucking good scenes in this though, really. Oh, yeah. Uh, as you said, that ladder death scene where she falls and hits the bin. Oh. Jesus Christ. Is that the oh, worst man. one for you boys? Yeah. It's not, the, it's not the worst one for me. What's the worst one for you? Uh, when she stabs him in the mouth, when Jenna Ortega stabs him in the mouth yeah, and then nice. twists the knife to make sure of it, that's the worst one for me. Because... <laughs> the whole cinema just went... Yeah. Right, so what makes that one worse for me is, right, you have to imagine putting something into your mouth that's sharp and it's going to scrape your teeth because you're not getting your jaw open enough because, uh, well, one, you're not trying to get your jaw open enough in theory for someone to stab you in the mouth, right? Yeah, you're not going to go. So that has to, like, come through, like, it's going through your teeth. Like, even the uh, thought of the grinding of that on your teeth is just... Ugh. So, like, that's why I think that one's so bad, because you've got that element, and then it, it just looks absolutely brutal as well. Um, I love how she was obviously so innocent in the first one. She's to not now being, To now being, okay, I'm all right. Do you know, actually, who got a bad death? The fucking psychiatrist. Oh, yeah again but that's a very good like it was very well done because you know he looked through the window yeah and it's I'm just a stab through you know anyone could do that 
you know, like it's glass. If you like, anyone with enough force is going to get a knife through glass. The like cin- you know I mean? the cinematography there for the where where it's the frosted glass and you just see the mask coming up. Ah, oh, it's dead. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, and then obviously the train scene. Perfect. Best scene, two scene. best scenes in the whole movie. Mm. Yeah. Here's the thing, lads. Sorry for cutting into you there. Did you notice that like the killers? will do an awful lot of stabbing kind of around the stomach area. Yeah. Yeah, it's punishment stabbing, really, because that's yeah. going to die a slow death. Mm. I just like I liked that consistency. That was cool. Now, Mindy stabbing on the train um, was a bit off. It was probably the worst of the, the train scene. Yeah, like there's so many people him. around, right? Mm. And I know, he, I know, and it obviously has to be, it has to be, um, Quinn doing it, right? Yeah. But like, she has a hand over her mouth, but there's still a whole lot of space that you can make noise. And I know it should show to the people beside them, but that train is packed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, the person there is asleep. That's fine. You might not notice something going on in front of you. Everyone else on the train isn't asleep. Like, surely somebody saw something. There that's probably some the... sort of screaming going on. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably the least, uh, the least uh, well done one of them. I'd no, say. no, it's not. No, it's not. I know what you're gonna say, Greg. Second you know? worst one. Yeah. Chad stabbing about yeah. fifty-two times. No, but he's, that, telling him... Je- he's telling Jenna Ortega to run as if nothing's happening. And he is getting he is getting stabbed in both sides of his chest, yeah. so it's gonna While be it's happening. And he's just like run. <laughs> yeah, but I can I can understand like he he says run and then he gets like dragged to the ground. I can understand the the you know the people you care about you're like listen i like i'm done for i can understand getting no, 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 that I get, last I get bit that. out it's it's his facial expressions as if nothing is happening to him he's just um, talking as if nothing's happening he's been stabbed about five or six times at this time at this stage i know there's a yeah. bit of blood coming out of his mouth and he's just talking as normal yeah that's that's the worst one for me mm-hmm. um, um, i don't get me wrong that's only a minor thing but they could have let one of the car for die couldn't they, they should have yeah, absolutely. It, it, this is probably one of the things, and it was one thing I was upset about. Is I loved the core four thing. I, I like genuinely loved the whole core four thing about how Ooh. everyone was against it except him. He was like real core four lads, and they were all like, "No, no!" Like that is just so fucking cringy. What are you talking about? But he just wouldn't let it go until they eventually all accepted it. Wouldn't um, that have made it even more poignant if he hadn't been the one to die? Yeah, and so going forward, they, they could have really hammered home the car, you know, the car yeah. group, like, you know. So I, I did say this to Greg as well. Um, this is something that I was like, I love the idea of the core four. Somebody probably should have died. It can't be Ortega and yeah. it can't be uh, sister, right? It's the either, two of them. It's either the brother or the sister. It's, the, it's, it's one of the two twins, right? Yeah. Um, now, he ends up being the love interest to uh, Ortega. So I I see why they wanted to keep him alive, right? Completely understand. Um, even though his his like attack is probably one of the worst, so he probably should die. Um, but I see why they want to kill him, keep him alive, uh, because the comparison there is from the original films, you kind of had three. You had Sydney, you had uh, Gale, and you had Dewey, mm-hmm. right? And like obviously Randy survives the first one, but he dies in the second. Which is why I really thought one of the twins was going to die here. Yeah. Um. And I like that they. I kind of do like that they didn't just follow that because then it would have been too much like the second film. You know. Oh yeah. One of the. One of like one of Randy's descendants dies. So I kind of do like that they didn't go that way. But you had the love interest between Ortega or with uh, Dewey and Gale. So they wanted to keep a, a love interest story here because it does work quite well. You know. Yeah will they won't they every time it looks like it, and then it doesn't and then they, all the time in those first films you were kind of like is it gay like is it one of gay or do like have one of them snapped so i do like the, the that they've kept that but then the sister you're kind of like yeah she probably needed to die here she was most annoying as well <laughs> I, actually, I, I actually thought it should have been barrera itself yeah see i don't think that like as much as as big a name as ortega's becoming barrera is the Oh, no, I know she's. I know she's the main. I think that would have been the ultimate twist here, though. That generally, yeah. Jenna Ortega was like, "You have to let me go." 
I like the two. I like the two sisters. I wouldn't. I think I would have I, felt a bit shortchanged if Pereira had been killed. Now that's just me. Now I think. I, I, I think, think it would have been. I think it would have been one for her to save Ortega and maybe get stabbed in the process herself. But she's came through this unscathed out of the two of them. Um. No, she's take. She's been stabbed a couple of times. I think. She was definitely stabbed in the fifth. Well, she escaped six without anything. Um, what I want to know, actually, are, what do you think are, of this? Uh, what do you think uh, of this now? Uh, sorry, Greg. Sorry, you're cutting across you there. Um, so those the, the, the twins have been stabbed, like you know, multiple times. Are they going to be in any shape to fight Ghostface in the next one? They will be Ghostface in the next one. Is that mm. what we're are, are we are we putting our hat on that now, Greg? Or I don't think so. No, I. That's <laughs> just the one. I'm keep I'm keeping to my pick here, lads. I'm keeping to mine. Who's your pick? Gail's behind it all. No, I I don't think so. And I I I have said this to you. I don't think so. One, I originally didn't think so because that's the plotline of scary movie. Right. So that's why Greg I, thinks it. <laughs> So I don't think Scream will go that way because they'll be like, oh, we don't want to, we don't want that in any way tied to them. And then two, they reference, they even reference it in this film where they're like, it would be just so easy for it to just be Gale, wouldn't it? It'd just be so easy for it to be. The fact but, that they've referenced it, I just think no. They also, they also referenced that. Uh, be careful of the love interest in Five, and it it was in fact the love interest. Yeah, but that's because it's been it was the love interest in the first one and they reference that in the second one and they reference it in the third one and they reference it in the fourth they always say it's going to be the love interest Mm. they always say that you know what i mean i get that but whereas this is a fan theory that they're basically addressing they're like here's a fan theory that it could be gail the whole time um and that's why i I don't think pretty fucking good (laughs) um it would be interesting to see how it would go actually yeah Possibly, I just I don't see why Gail would have put herself through the level of brutality she's gone through if she's masterminding it. Well, she got shot in the shoulder. She's been stabbed three times. Uh, well, in the first one, she gets stabbed and shot. Um, second one, she gets shot. shot I, the... I think she gets stabbed and shot again in the second one. Why would anyone openly want to do that? You know. Like third one, third one, she gets battered around as well. Um, fourth fourth one, one, she's made of plastic. Fourth, does she get stabbed in the fourth? I can't really remember. Um, fifth, she gets. She does. She does get stabbed in the fourth one in the barn. Remember, she uh, set up the webcams. Yeah, she is. Yeah, so she's stabbed in the shoulder and stuff. Then the fifth one, she gets stabbed as well. And then this one, she gets like completely brutalized. Mm-hmm. I don't like. Why would you get let yourself get brutalized to the point where they were like she has a weak pulse, like a weak pulse? So like you thought she was dead actually at that point. She now I, been dead. she probably should have been, and I think they are just giving themselves a way to bring her back if they need, but also giving themselves a way to let her go off, yeah. if if they need to. Um, so obviously, like one of the big big complaints is Sydney not being in this right and one of the biggest complaints I've seen online are people are like the screenwriting for four uh, for five and six are so bad like in five Sydney says she's not going to come back because she doesn't want to you know she doesn't want this in her life anymore and then in six she doesn't come back because she takes her family away to hide them away and that's never been Sydney's MO listen it's always been Sydney's MO to run always I don't understand this whole no Sydney never backs down from Ghostface she's hiding from her family yeah she's she's the first one okay she's you know she's the main focus the set i know she's the focus on all of them but in the second one she you know she's basically she's in college but she won't go out she won't do anything it it eventually gets forced on her the third one she's made herself a fucking recluse and then by the fourth one she's eventually gone it's all over i'm gonna write my book and just you know live the rest of my life <laughs> and she comes back and she's again forced into it and from here she is willing to protect her family yeah. um but she still she's like let's get out of here because the second it starts again she's like let's get out of here and they're like you you can't sydney uh the fifth one she comes 
because De because of Dewey. She was staying away until Dewey died. So there's no reason to believe that she wouldn't have stayed away here. So I don't understand this whole idea of people being like, that's not Sydney's character. They've completely destroyed her. No. Like, and I understand they had to do something because she, you know, she didn't sign up. Like, they didn't get her signed up for the film or whatever. Um, but it doesn't destroy her character. She wants to get her family away to keep them protected. But, you know? The killer sure. isn't coming for her anymore. The killer, are, like... The killer didn't come for her in the fifth one. The only reason she came back is because Dewey died. The killer isn't coming for her anymore. So why should she be getting herself involved anymore? Like, why would she want to... Over. Yeah, like, why would she want to get involved anymore and risk her family? Do you know, she's a mother of, I think they say... Do they say three or two, two. in the film? She's a mother of two and then has a husband and stuff. Of course she's not so going to want to come back. The, hu the husband is the cop from Tree. Do they ever confirm that? Yeah, Mark Mark and Kate is his name. Oh yes, they do. Yeah, they say it in the fourth one, isn't it? Um, fourth one and in this one, and five as well. How's yeah. Mark? Yeah. Oh, sorry, it's the fifth one they confirmed that. Yeah. It's Mark um, that she married. Yeah, yeah, sorry. But like, people have to realize franchises move on. Nightmare on Elm Street moved on. Um, Texas Chainsaw never really had one. Like Marilyn Burns was great, but. It was only a one movie thing, like obviously. Gentlemen, yeah, had... I, I personally, as as the the Texas Chainsaw fan in the group, it's it's a one film franchise, in my opinion. No, but that's what I mean. Like that's why I can't bring that one in. Halloween tried to move away from Laurie, <clears throat> and eventually had to bring her back and bring her back because the the, the, the films got weaker. Yeah, the story needed. But I don't see the people didn't have a problem with Sydney not coming back for this one. The, the problem that I've seen people have online is they're like, it's not in line with her character, and it it is in line with her character. That that's yeah. like I've always felt this is in line with her character yeah. to to stay away as much as she can. Like she only came back because Dewey died. She came back to pay her respects to Dewey. She wants to stay away from the whole thing. Yeah, that's, yeah. Just just on it on that on Scream Five that I sent the picture in there the other day into the group. Heartbreaking. Yeah, that scene it's in the hospital. I, I I fucking love it as well. Like as much as I don't believe she could do that to Dewey, but it's an honor. Whole, it's an honor. That was the original. That's one of the original legacy characters gone. Yeah, which is why I thought we'd lose one here. I thought we'd lose. I thought Gail. we would have. Yeah. yeah. Now they've kept so. they've kept the option open, and I'd say they've kept it open in the hope that they'll get Sydney for if a they get future. Her back for the next one, if if Sydney signs on for seven, right? Gail dies, and I wouldn't be surprised if Sydney goes too. But see, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking if if Sydney signs back on, I think the next film will start in the hospital with Gail. Yeah, and it'll be. It'll be cool, actually. And she'll get killed in the hospital, and that's what will bring Sydney back, because the, her last friend, I guess. I know her and Gail have always had issues, but her last friend that she survived through all of this stuff with has died and that's why also, she's come back also the last words tell sydney that he didn't get me he, he yeah. pretty much did get you he fucked yeah, well, that, you up big time <laughs> that that was just more of a thing to be like it'll stop sydney coming back yeah. you know what i mean oh yeah i know that yeah but you know something but, i mean it, it like the great thing about the, the advantage that the screen franchise has over all the other ones is as we all know ghostface could be anybody because yes. it's like literally it's a Halloween costume that's readily available and I think that's why it's going to be able to keep going on and going on once there's a strong storyline you know now this just just before we start to get into the tour act on this right how good was the decision to use the DNA masks from all the originals brilliant it's brilliant yeah it's very well done and like the fact that the masks get physically like you can see that they're physically aged each time yeah um and, i thought that was brilliant and then obviously the final two masks being um nancy Stu and billy not, not nancy uh no it wasn't still and billy it was um billy and his mars mask were the last two that's great yeah no they Remember want he... they, they want her to put on billy's mask he has Billy's mask on. No, he has Stu's. He takes out Billy's. The whole point is they they want her. He wants to Sam wear to Billy's. put her dad's mask on. Don't they? Oh, they sorry, want yeah, her sorry, to yeah. put um, Billy's was, on. Yeah, 
the daughter is wearing the daughter is wearing the mother's and uh the son is wearing Stu's. yeah sorry yeah because she goes it's your grandmother's yeah yeah sorry yeah um i was mixed up the characters there the um and then when she puts on the mask herself it's just well see it's not just the mask she puts on the whole thing that's the big thing about it um she puts on the whole ghetto see i i think they're trying like that's a complete red herring she's i don't think she's ever going to be the killer um they they keep they keep trying to make it more and more you know like she keeps giving into the the memory of her dad like the visions and things like that and you know touching the like touching the glass box and everything which looks really cool like the seven uh the nine things looped around with him in the middle like four on each side looks fucking brilliant um and then like obviously all the other memorabilia like and drawings that were done by fans i thought that was really cool Uh, tv they really really set up the the option for stew here though didn't they like i said to you coming out of the cinema first time you see the picture of him they make sure to put the words dead 1996 underneath it yeah then they keep talking about him keep talking i said to him i said to you when we went when they went into the kill box first i was like there's the t-shirt and i says there's the tv yeah it, they left it open but they didn't go with it right and, and then they used the tv as well and i was like well yeah. well that, that that's what i was going to come to another character that they brought back for this was kirby um Ugh. now kirby is one of the characters that a lot of people didn't like because she came from scream 4 which a lot of people didn't like because it was the step away from the originals uh i actually quite like it i actually think it's better than three i think the story throughout it is better than the one in three yeah. uh but that's just personal preference again um but they brought kirby back and my biggest issue with kirby is that they and i understand she's she's grown up it's been you know 10 15 years or whatever she's grown up she's become an fbi agent stuff so my biggest issue is that they've changed her character more than i wanted it to in scream 4 she's kind of She's got the kind of, you know, the edge of being like a bit of a tomboy, very self, like very confident in herself. Yeah. Um, you know, no real fear or anything. And then she comes into this and she's just, she's a bit more, even though she's now an FBI agent, she seems to have lost that, um, that confidence. Yeah, like the edge. It's probably maturity. It's probably maturity in that, in the character, you know what I mean? It is, but it, it does like they don't really explain explain it all that way. Like obviously, you know, oh yeah, I I was terrified because you know I I got stabbed and I thought I was gonna die and this other that's fine, but it's just like she now has the kind of she has the longer hair, which you know, grand yeah, she's grown up, she doesn't want the shorter hair anymore. That's that's fine, but she just doesn't have that um that personality of being like a bit of a tomboy, a bit of an ass kicker. Yeah. You know what I mean? They kind of took that away from her here. Um, and I would have liked that to stay there. But I did like the idea that they toyed with Kirby as a killer. And everyone was willing to believe it because they're like, well, where have you been for the last couple yeah. of years? Yeah, you went off and worked with the FBI, but where have you been? Like, honestly, where have you been? Like, there there was another killing uh, since the last one and you didn't get involved. Um, and what, now, now you're back? uh what brought you back this time and not the last time yeah yeah like just very oh well where have you been and like you don't really have any connection to anyone other than that you got stabbed and you didn't come back the last time so Mm. what like what's the story here and it did leave it open and then she obviously goes missing in the final third uh and we learned because she got knocked out after they've told them after like the the dads rang and been like it's kirby she she got fired by the fbi two months ago and just that did her that is very well done because then when you don't hear from her again you're like oh yeah it could be kirby I, i'd buy it and then, being and then, kirby and then it's minutes later while she's on the phone someone gets attacked yeah um and then the the twist of you know when the dad gets in and he just shoots her that is that's a really good twist yeah, um or <laughs> yeah now it's a bad shot but you know but again she's believable to be able to be a weapons expert and stuff because she's in you know she's got fbi fbi training so i'm willing to believe that she knows how to handle a shotgun handle a weapon and yeah. get out like you know do the physical stuff of uh jumping over the chair and all that stuff you know what i mean 
Yeah. Um, I just... I never really bought her character this time. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Never really bought it, unfortunately. Um, the kill box, obviously, is the scenes that people seem to have a, a lot of problems with. The final third. The reveal. Okay. Yeah. I, I think it let the movie down. But... I mean, you can't be strong revealing all every movie. You can't do it. It just doesn't work. Like if if you get one bad reveal out of six, you're not doing too bad. Actually, I didn't like the reveal in three either. It was pretty pretty easy to pick Roman as as the one in three. Yeah. Um. But two out of six movies isn't bad. You see, I I think the reveal is only bad because I think every I think. As much as I wanted it to be Stu, I think everyone genuinely thought it was going to be Stu. You know and I think that's let a lot of people down. I, like I said to you halfway through, I wonder, are they going to use this as, as Stu? And then obviously we remembered halfway after that then, it was like, oh no, he was an only child. Yeah. Um, um, but I think two out of six mini reveals, I'd, I have to sit and watch this again to yeah to put a proper judgment on it. But just before we wrap up tonight, lads, um, I'm gonna throw a couple out there. Favorite kill? Uh, for me, was probably uh, kill was probably the one with the the dumpster. I think the the dumpster one's the most <clears throat> uh, cinema like the cinematography for it is brilliant. So the yeah. most visually pleasing, that's the best one. The the one that I'm like, ugh, is the stab through the mouth. <clears throat> yeah. But if you had to pick, which, which, which was your favorite one? Oh, the other one's my, the, the dumpster's my favorite one. I'm just saying that one's the worst kill. Yeah, mm. probably. Um, dumpster for me. Yeah. Um, favorite scene? Probably the, 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 the subway scene on the subway. That was class. I'm just throwing these out here as yeah. hypotheticals. Yeah, subway scene is is very good. Um, the scene of the uh, when you see the roommate in her room, the love interest for the older sister across the way, and he can see the oh, killer see behind her, the and then he can see them in the other room, and he's like banging on the window trying to get everyone's attention, and then he rings her, she ignores it. He I think that's a very. Um. No, then whatever, the, whatever then he does, because all four of them get it. No, then the killer sends an image of him killing them, of him killing the, uh, the roommate. Well, killing the roommate. <laughs> killing. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that I, I think that scene is very well done, but yeah, it's probably probably is the train, the I, train scene with the the twin sister on it, where it like think, gets dark. And he moves slightly forward, gets dark. Mm. He moves a little. Cool. And yeah. he's gone. Yeah. Um, I think the shop, for me, shop's very good that's as well. Brilliant. Yeah. That's the thing. There's so many great elements to this film. It's just as we said collectively, the third act lets it down. That's all. Right. Let's go. Final question of the evening, gents. How many out of five are you giving it? Go on. Sorry, second last question out of five. Right. Tim's on, go for it. Um, without the second rewatch, I'm probably going to go three and a half. Uh, I, I'm not fully sold on the film yet, I, but some of it is my own bias. And if I can move past that, it, I, it'll probably move to a four. Mm. Uh, it just depends on if I can move past the idea that I want it to be Stu. Mm. Okay. I would be the same as a three and a half. I want it to be a four, but uh, for the reasons I brought up earlier on, I just left the, the cinema feeling like I wanted that to be amazing, but I was just like, okay, it was alright. Like, Maybe need a little bit more. Yeah, you know, like, I mean, a little bit more consistency, you know what I mean? I think if one of the core four dies, I think it does change the perspective or if Gail dies the fact that they announced that she's alive or that yeah. she's still hanging on I think does hurt it. they should have just left it when she was whatever 
dead or dying on the yeah possibly but i think i think as i said i do think that is the setup for the the yeah. next film and i think if they go with that setup it gives us a really strong opening like because this had a strong yeah. o this had a really yeah. strong opening yeah. to it absolutely um as it says it's got to be i've got to watch it again i, I yeah. have to i'm not sure where i'm going or what thing i really enjoyed it for the first hour and a half mm. like i was edge of the seat stuff for an hour and a half yeah and uh, maybe the runtime might have been a little bit long if you were going to do it that way but for me without a second rewatch i i i'd say three yeah and i I, I think i think that is fair yeah um i think maybe with a second rewatch and catching some of the stuff that i might have missed or whatnot it might jump higher but for now it's a tree mm. okay well let's rewatch it a couple of times each and see <laughs> see what we, see think. How we get on yeah um right then last question before i finish this out what's your ranking off the top of your head where are you putting it middle of the pack middle of the pack yeah uh one five six one six. five two six four two uh four three yeah i i'd put it at number like fourth in the top six if you get me yeah i think i was i had one five two four or one five two I had three, six, four, but I think this overall is probably more visually visually better than three. Yeah. Um, but without a without a rewatch, again, I'm gonna leave my list where it is. Right. Um, and rewatch it. But what we might do in a couple of weeks is, if we all get a chance to rewatch it a second time, we'll do a great ranking the franchise yeah. episode. Exactly. That's what we'll do. Um, you know what I'm saying? Come on for that, will you? Yeah, of course I will. Yeah, he's, he's already signed in. He's already checked in and ready to go. <laughs> he's signing blood. <laughs> more talking about Scream. I love it. <laughs> um, but for tonight, lads, overall, go and watch it. Make your own decision. Oh okay. yeah, it's de- it's listen. It's definitely worth watching. Like as much as the negative things we've said about it and how we didn't like the end of it, it's definitely worth watching. Absolutely. Like, like it's, you know, this is fourth in the list of uh, like a series of six uh, which makes it which makes it sound bad you know but as i said three is at the bottom of mine and i like three i'd put three ahead of a lot of other films mm. absolutely okay. well you think one is is amazing that the, it takes a lot to get near that and five got close yeah for me five got close but wasn't well, I said that after my that's it. I said that after my first watch of five. I said five was the second best one mm-hmm. uh, when we when we did the show, and everyone was like, "No, no, no, two. It's it's one, two, five. I was like, "No, mm-hmm. lads. W- once you get a chance to rewatch that, it's it's one, five, two, easily, yeah. easily one, five, two. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then tonight, lads, it's been a pleasure to have you back. Absolutely, back on I'm the show. I'm gonna do this the way I do it every Friday night. Yeah, I won't be in the words of Wes Craven. I'm afraid. Which might have been fitting, but I don't think he had a great catch to, to catch line. <laughs> it will be in the words of the great George A. Romero, ladies and gentlemen. Stay scared. <laughs>